Hey guys, welcome to Ringsiders Wrestling. I am Jamie. He is Callum, and our very special guest, the owner of Elevate. Start that again. I got our tongue up. Then start that again. Elevate, elevate, elevate. That's the first time I've ever fucked up. All right. The first time today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't take it personally. I do that all the time. That's okay, so do I. <laughs> Tell me when to go. You're, you're good to go, mate. <laughs> right, okay. EP. We're good to go. <laughs> hey, guys. Welcome to Ringsiders Wrestling. I am Jamie. He is Callum. And we are joined today by the owner of Elevate Pro Wrestling, Brittany Nicole. Hello. Hello. Oh, I'm so excited to be on here. Uh, we are very excited. I know we were talking off camera a minute about our love for New Orleans as well. Um, so I'll, I might as well let Callum tell you again how much he loves New Orleans before oh, we gosh. crash on. If you insist. Um, yeah. You go on. <laughs> so, so I got to come to New Orleans in 2018 for WrestleMania. Uh, I was joking. Pardon? <laughs> Never mind. I was, go on. Go on. You were joking. I'm just, let me tell my story. I want it on the camera. I want to tell people how much I love New Orleans. It's why we're here. Um, so I came, <laughs> came for two weeks. It was the best two weeks of my life. Absolute nonstop party. And like you said, New Orleans people actually have their lives outside of partying. Like, that just seems weird to me. Um, but you've obviously got a life outside of that. You're a, you're a wrestling promoter too. And you, you run Elevate Pro, and we've seen quite a bit of that recently on social media. It seems like you're making a lot of noise. Uh, what's the what's the general idea behind Elevate for people who haven't uh, seen it and who are not familiar with it? Well, I I'm glad that we're making some noise. Uh, that that's, I'm I'm trying my best to have Elevate Pro make some noise. We are a wrestling promotion in New Orleans and outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. So. Uh, I try to really bring in the culture of New Orleans and bring in the party aspects of kind of things. Um, I made sure that our colors were Mardi Gras colors. So purple, green, and gold is, is our signature colors. The ropes are purple, green, and gold. Everything is going to be those kind of, of colors just to bring that kind of New Orleans vibe and feel to it. And I mean, Elevate Pro started, it started before I owned it. But when I took it over, I kind of cleaned slate of like this is what we're gonna do like it's gonna be more open to women's wrestling it's gonna be more open to people of color it's gonna be more open to the LGBTQ community and just have a mix of everything in there and be able to showcase all the talents because there's so many women talent out there in the independent scene that do not get showcased in the south specifically and so I'm trying to push more of that out there and being the I'm I'm the in history female promoter in all of Louisiana so yeah and it's 2020 so That's crazy. <laughs> yeah it's so weird that it took like I, I became the promoter in 2019 for the company and got my license and that that was the first time a woman has been a promoter in Louisiana ever so that's quite the achievement, really. I mean, I know it's it's a crazy thought that you are the best female promoter, but at the same time, it's also pretty cool that you are. And at, at least it's finally, you know, happened. Yeah. Uh, and now I, I need more. I, it sounds like you've got a good vision for it, too, because you said there's a lot of great female wrestlers out there who, could, you know, need that spotlight. Uh, we've had the pleasure of speaking to a lot of them. Uh, we speak to a lot of U.S independent names and we speak to a lot of uh, female talent as well and it it's really on the rise i think the, the best part of for me for like wwe at the moment uh the independence it's the women's wrestling and i think through this whole pandemic women's wrestling has really stepped up and proven that it can you know it's on the same level as normal men's wrestling i hate saying yeah, right. you know, it's, it's wrestling right. So. <laughs> I hate I hate that there's a separation, but it's one of those things of it. It is it is what it is. There's a separation. Yeah, that's it. You've yeah, got wrestling and then you've got women's wrestling. You know, and I like the fact that when they're in the ring, they're just wrestlers. Yeah. But you know, putting that connotation behind it of like you know, no, this is women's wrestling. Uh, it used to be looked down upon, but now it's 
become this highlight like no this is women's wrestling this is the the bar this is the high bar that women's wrestling has hit now and it's just there's so many talents you know and louisiana wrestling's a little different than you know other wrestling just like you know uk wrestling is is different than american wrestling i mean so i like having the louisiana flavor go out and go to like texas and florida and all them because they do there's there's a different brawling style uh I think, you know, Louisiana does take a little bit more of the European style to it as well and, and mm -hmm. a little bit more ground and pound and that kind of and that kind of aspect. So I like seeing that also spread out into, you know, the northern areas, into the other parts of the Gulf South and stuff. Sure. Yeah, because I, I can't think of many off the top of my head. Like, I know Louisiana has a wrestling scene, but it always seems to be like Chicago that gets the mention and uh like New York and stuff like that, which have the the hot wrestling scenes. So it's good to see, like, not only is there a wrestling company, like I said, making some noise in Louisiana, but also one that focuses more on, like, the, the women's aspect of it and, you know, the doing something a bit different. So what was it What was it that, like, inspired you to take this spin on Elevate Pro? Uh, I guess just my personal, like... Well, I guess my personal, uh, I would say upbringing, uh, but I guess in the wrestling world, uh, I've been in uh, wrestling for five years now, almost six. And, you know, I started off as just a ring announcer. Uh, and then I was doing backstage interviewing and announcing. And then I moved into also doing commentary, which is what I mainly do when I travel. I do commentary and ring announcing. And then I started working for Elevate Pro when it was under a different promoter, and I was like, oh, I like this. But it was the same kind of traditional wrestling pro indie wrestling promotion. It was, yeah. you know, just very, you know, one women's match, maybe. Um, you know, and then, you know, you had just uh, uh, all the guys from the South. And I was like, man, there's so many different talents out there you could bring in. And these independent wrestlers, I mean, you know, are willing to do the drives or fly in or travel together. Like, you know, there's no reason to not utilize that kind of hunger. And so when the promoter of Elevate was like, I'm done, I'm going to either sell the company or fold it. I was like, do I, ah, I don't want it to fold. I was like, but do I want to be a promoter? Like, can I, am I capable of this? And then I was like, screw it, I'm buying the company. <laughs> and so I bought it and went and jumped through all the hoops because we have a, um, a wrestling commission in Louisiana and uh, that's very different than a lot of, there's only like, I think five states left in the entire U.S. that really? have a commission. Really? Yeah, and we're one of them. How has it been then, obviously, becoming a promoter? I mean, how much pressure is that? A lot. <laughs> um, I, I feel like it's not, it's one of those things that as a promoter, I wanted to, because I'd been to other promotions and then like, it was nice to be in the business before owning a business because I was able to see a lot of the do's and don'ts that I did, that I did like or didn't like. Mm -hmm. And so I made, I put the pressure on myself to make the aspect of like, the talent gets paid as soon as they walk in the door. Mm -hmm. I don't wait until the end of the night. They get their envelope as soon as they walk in the door. Um, in Louisiana, we have licenses that we have to cover. Every wrestler has to have a wrestling license. If it's your first time working for me and you're and I'm going to continue like use you and like I pay for your license. It's good for a year. I pay for your license. I'm not going to take it out of your pay. I'm not going to make you cough it up. Like I'm paying for your license. Um, you know, make sure that the locker rooms are. You know, there's men and women's locker rooms. Make sure that they're, you know, calm and friendly and not tensioned. And, like, you know, everybody has – we make sure that there's catering or at least some kind of food for the talent. Yeah. You know, a lot of our uh, – some of our sponsors are, like, local restaurants and stuff. And so they'll make food for us and such. So we'll have some food for the talent and everything. You know, and just kind of try to find those little aspects that make not only – our audience happy or the show better but also just make the wrestlers happy because if they're if they're not feeling good or if they're feeling unsafe or they're angry like that can show yeah. in their performance and i don't want 
any kind of aspect of any of that kind of negativity because it can affect an entire locker room, one yeah. person. Sure. You know? And so I, tr I try to make it that way. But yeah, I put a pressure on myself to also just have big crowds, make sure that people have fun, make sure that people talk about it in a positive light. I mean, it's a lot of, I'm a big, even though as much as I, I love and hate social media, I have such a love and hate for yeah. social media, yeah. but I know it's, it's, it's needed in this day and age. And so I want to make sure that I'm posting things that I believe in, posting things that I, I, we work for and we strive for, and also promoting the people that I believe in on social media at, at all points in time. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> well, I'm, I am, um, I'm going to be honest with you, from what you've just said, um, can I come and work for you? <laughs> <laughs> Please, you, you, then you can work in New Orleans and you can come see New Orleans. The dream. And we, and we can drink whiskey all day. Perfect. Exactly. <laughs> he doesn't pay me. So, I mean, I'll come and work for you. Oh. <laughs> if you want in this month, I'd be careful. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, I've got to, I've got to side. <laughs> I've got to sidebar a moment because I'm fascinated by the fact that you've got a framed picture of Jameson behind you. <laughs> what? That there, the picture there. Is that Jameson? Where your finger is now? This one. Is that? Is that, is, that, is that Jameson, the Bushwhackers? No, it's Brother Love. It's Brother Love, my God. Wow. From here, it looked like Jameson. I was like, why have you got a picture of Jameson? Wow. I mean, I should, that would be, that, I'll, I'm going to get a picture now just for you and put it, put it like right yeah. here. I'm, no. I'm just going to sidebar. I've just realized I've got these on my desk still from when I went to New Orleans. <laughs> Yay! I don't, I don't know yeah. what it is, but it was thrown at me. It's from one of the crews, from one of the Mardi Gras crews. Ah, right, okay. Right, I never knew what it was. I just got, it just got thrown at me um, from Jamie's some balcony. Right now, Jamie's like, yeah, just keep rubbing it in. Yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> doing it on purpose. He's doing it on purpose now. He is. Let me, he knows, see, what he knows. Can, let me see what else I can find. He's like, wait, hold on, what else do I got? <laughs> yeah. He knows what, he knows what he's I, doing. I don't think I've unpacked a suitcase since I came back. Let me have a look. Let me see what I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, you like, no, like, you're man, not. you haven't unpacked the suitcase since then? Like whoo. Two years, yeah. <laughs> like I doing the math. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 honest to God, I thought that was Jameson that used to be known with the Bushwhackers. It's brother love, my God. <laughs> Wow, I uh, I feel like a fool right now, but <laughs> no, anyway. no, you can't you can't see it. it's it's from it's from SummerSlam '88, which uh '88 uh, is my birth year. So like I I have and then I've got like my sign Jim Ross, and I've got I, this is so vain. I've got a picture of me. <laughs> <laughs> is it signed? <laughs> no. <laughs> I had to I had to double check and look at it for a second. No. <laughs> It must be um, it must it must be a promoter thing because hasn't Vince McMahon got a, a picture of himself? Of course, yeah. If I could, if I could be like, well, actually, I really want to be like Stephanie. If I could be like Stephanie at one point, that'd be that'd be fantastic. Yeah, uh, I think I keep that picture up there of me just because, like, it reminds me of like, like this was right before I bought the company, so like it reminds me of like where I start and where I because ring announcing is where I started. I yeah. feel like you're, you're really trying to justify why there's a picture of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I like this picture because it reminds me of me. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that at all. Nothing wrong with that at all. You 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 have that, all right? You 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 keep that picture. Put a picture of you in every room. Huh? Don't worry about it. But there is a picture of me in every room. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Jimmy, you like this. There's a picture of me in every room. Here's when I went to WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, Texas. Um, do you like that, Jamie? Basically, what this is, Brittany, is I haven't been to WrestleMania yet, 
And Callum's been to three in a row. So he's enjoying yeah. taking this. That's love, what he's doing. Yeah, that, that was a good week, that. I enjoyed that. But yeah, back, to, back to the interview. I love, I love working in Texas. Texas is one of my favourite places to work. Well, that's my other bucket list. New Orleans and Texas, they're the two. That's why he's doing this. Because they're the two places I want... Yeah. <laughs> he's doing... I, uh, I, this is my last ever podcast, by the way, Brittany. I'm quitting after this. <laughs> You're gonna come work for me. I'm gonna come work for you. I am. All right. I am. <laughs> um, I told you. I told you we'd ramble, didn't I? I said we'd ramble. So. I love it. This makes me so happy. We've we've already discussed about how you're upset. You've never been to New Orleans. How vain I am because I have pictures of myself on the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just... Callum's just Callum's just a dick. So I mean. We're, we're... <laughs> <laughs> We've agreed on everything, but uh, okay, I still like you. <laughs> <laughs> but back to the wrestling side of things. Obviously, you mentioned Stephanie then. So I mean, is Stephanie McMahon a big role model for you? Yeah, you know, I watched her because I grew I grew up in the Attitude Era, uh, and so watching WWE, F, whatever back then, um, was one of those things of I really. I really related to the authority figures of the thing. Like I, like yeah. people would be like, oh, like wrestlers would be like, oh, Trish or Lita shaped their career, or like watching somebody like Eddie Guerrero, or and I, I loved all of them. You know, I love Stone Cold a lot. Uh, you know, Dusty Rhodes is is one of my idols. Uh, I really, I really do enjoy Dusty Rhodes so much. Mm-hmm. But Stephanie was somebody that I always, I guess related to and was like oh yeah like like she's just she was so on like her character was so like she Mm -hmm. never faulted in her character regardless of whatever weird scenarios they put her in she like continued on and now for her to actually be at an actual level even though in front of the camera she's like this baddie authority but the fact that she is such a, a figurehead in the actual company itself speaks volumes because not everybody's children will follow into that kind of footsteps or do it properly or do it right so for her to to do that you know is so great and i really do also love the fact like also seeing like dusty's kids you know like cody and dustin like go and do their own thing too like uh, that just makes me so happy to see those second generations you know or third generations go and do those kind of things so yeah stephanie definitely i relate to stephanie a lot she's she's really like um as much of a performer as her dad is, right? Because yes. Vince is known as one of the best characters in WWE, but I feel like Steph's very underrated in that sense. She's incredible in that she's got Stephanie McMahon, who was like, you know, like you said, she's awful at times. She's the authority. She makes people's life hell. But then there's also the other side of her where she can tell she's a big softy and she really does care about people. Okay. Um you might not be able to say the same for Vince. I feel like there is a part of him which does care about people. Uh, maybe not as much as Steph, but there is there is definitely two sides to Vince McMahon as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a, a McMahon trait. Uh, yeah. But yet, uh, Stephanie McMahon, definitely, she... I, I don't feel like she does get enough credit for the work she has done for women's wrestling because I feel like a lot of people think it's just a front, like she didn't really do anything. She's trying right. to take credit for things, but I feel like she actually has done a lot for it as well, especially in WWE. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's definitely pushed for it. I mean, the the way she even pushed for it before she was even into an actual, like, boardroom authority figure, I mean, she was being, you know, she was the boss's daughter, but she was being an authority figure even back when, you know, the women's wrestlers <laughs> divas and you still had bra and panty matches and stuff she was still being very like in the mix of all of that kind of stuff and i think that you know it definitely she helped also pave the way of women being into not even just in the wrestling ring for longer than three minutes but she paved the way for women to be in the business aspect and in commentary and in announce, like in those kind of aspects, she definitely paved the way to be like, oh no, like I can, I can run a business too. Mm-hmm. I can do this. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, and she's such a natural as well. I mean, obviously, on screen. I remember when I was, I was living back at home with my parents, and I was watching her. You know, obviously, back in the attitude era, the same thing. And she'd come out and she'd be running her mouth and all this and that. And my mum was was 
absolutely hated it. I'm like, yeah, ma'am, she's she's doing her job right. You're meant to hate her. Uh, my mum thought it was she was real. She's like, my God, that guy's no punched her in the mouth. I'm like, ma'am, she's she's playing a character. So that's a, that's a testament to how good Stephanie was on screen as well. She was yeah. natural. She yeah. really was. My mum just didn't get. I was like, she's not really that nasty, you know. <laughs> she's a uh, yeah, that, that that's testament to Stephanie. It really yeah. is. It really is. But um, going back to Elevate as well, obviously uh, you have the training school as well, and Matt Fleming is one of the trainers. Mm-hmm. Um, I know he's quite an old school guy. Um, trained. I know. I know he trained had a bit of training with Gene and Ollie Anderson. I mean, that's that's as old school as you get. Mm-hmm. So I mean. Is that important to you with a company? Do you like that old school aspect still? Is that important to you? We do. Um, we have we have a few trainers. We have Matt Fleming. We also have uh, Benjamin Wood, who is a trainer. He's from OVW. Um, he was in OVW back when it was the developmental for WWE. Yeah. Yeah. And so he also was in WWE developmental and like was there with the likes of. John Moxley, Randy Orton, Mark Henry when he was rehabbing, like they, like they, you know, he was able to learn from so many of those people. So he's one of our, he's our head trainer. And then we also have another trainer or another uh, sub trainer from here, Corey Constantine, who also is more of a new school and can do yeah. more like the high flying kind of things. And so I like to bring in those kind of mixes. I also like to, uh, push my students and or have seminars or push them to go to seminars. I go to seminars. I always have since I first started. Yeah. Uh, even though I don't get into the ring, I can do things in the ring. I just don't. I'm not a worker. But in like I've been lucky enough to actually still learn uh, mm. because it makes it easier. It makes it better for me on commentary to actually know what those things feel like. Yeah. <laughs> no. it's, it's important um, to understand yeah, yeah. The, the whole business. Yeah, so I can do those things. I just don't do them. I don't feel like I have the ability to get, and I don't want to uh, get hurt. I don't. Want, I don't want to take a bump uh, ever again. <laughs> and yeah, it, it's fun. <laughs> well, me, me, and Callum have both taken bumps ourselves before, so we, we we're yeah. with you on that one. We, yeah, we are with you. I mean, yeah. I'll take it if I, I'll take a bump if I have to, but I will find so many ways to not take a bump. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I like being able to mix that. I like being able to have seminars. I like being able to bring in women trainers uh, and have them also train everybody. Like that's the kind of thing that I like to do. So yes, I love the old school and I think there's so much like old school is, is the basics. That's your, your root. You need that in order to grow. And so, but I want them to also learn a little bit of everything and see yeah. what really clicks with them because I feel like the best well-rounded wrestlers or workers in general in, in the wrestling world are the ones who kind of know a little bit of everything and then perfect certain things out of that. Because I feel like that's just how, you know, that helps portray your character or your persona. Like, if your persona yeah. is brawler, obviously you're not going to be doing a, you know, moonsault off the top rope. You know, like, I mean... But if you can do it, like, know how to, just in case maybe one day you want to surprise somebody. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like, surprise, I'm doing this. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I want people to be able to be the most well-rounded person they can be in the wrestling world and be safe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised Callum didn't say something stupid to me as well, because I'm a big old-school guy, and normally there's a drinking game with my friends every time I mention old-school, we take a shot. So I'm, I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'll, I, we'll yeah that one actually got past time. me. Yeah, we'll play a drinking <laughs> game next time. Drink every time he says, I'm old school. Yeah. Something like that. And honestly, it's a dangerous game. It really is. It seems I'm old like school. It. Yeah, I'm old school. Can't help it. It's just the way I am. That's the way I am. <laughs> um, obviously, as well, obviously. We, we mentioned earlier, like, you, we're, we're hearing Elevate a lot more, like, social media and things. Is there ever plans to, to travel? I mean... Yes, uh, there are big plans to travel. I would love to bring Elevate any possible place that I can. I 
we are working with because Louisiana is under a commission, we are still shut down. So I can't do any shows in my state until they figure out what precautions they want to do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I've been doing uh, a lot of amazing shows with Mission Pro Wrestling, which is Thunder Rosa's promotion in Texas. Yeah. And I've also been working with SWE Fury in Texas and uh, CWF in Florida, which I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, and... Uh, all these different different places and we are partnering with them and basically going to bring us to them and then when we open up them to us so it's going to be like a nice partnership and I think that's what's needed in the independent scene especially now yeah in like this p- pandemic era where there's so many companies just disappearing and falling because they can't they haven't been able to survive because we do really live show to show yeah. And so I think one, I don't think that there should be I hate it when promoters and promotions fight. I I, I think there's enough wrestling for all of us. I think there's enough yep. space for all of us. Mm-hmm. I think there's, you know, wrestling fans are wrestling fans. They don't care what promoter hates what promoter. Like they just want to see wrestling. They just want to be yep. entertained. You know? They don't care if so and so doesn't like so and so. So it's like, great, fine. So I think it's great that these partnerships are happening. There's also, uh, speaking of Chicago, Chicagoland Wrestling up in Chicago, we are partnering with them as well. So we're going to have a lot of our students go up there and start working, and a lot of the, the our, my champions, uh, my Elevate uh, Pro Champion, Ray Fury, and then my Women's Elevate Pro Champion, Amber Rodriguez, and such are going to be going over there. And it's just, it's really, really fun. It's, it's I like I don't like 2020, but if there's any <laughs> positive, there's any positive things that have come out of 2020, it's the fact that I was able to take time and take a step back and go, okay, what can I do? Who can I connect with? What can I do to improve this company and set it up for 2021 so that we can just come out and just like yeah. smash? So mm-hmm. I, being able to connect with all of these Texas promotions and being able to do all that and like Chicago and Florida it's been it's been really it's been really fantastic so that's one if there's one plus that has happened that is that is what's happened in 2020 (laughs) the the good thing is like you said you might not be able to run shows at the moment but you've still got resurgence which is airing on fight tv Mm -hmm. and that is something i got i got to check out episode two earlier today um and it's such a good show i mean i didn't realize how well produced it was even down to like the camera work um Everything looks really tight. So uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Tidal in the UK, but it reminded me very much of the the camera work they do. Uh, all looks very polished. So that's something I'm going to be checking out weekly now, if it's on weekly. Um, it, is, it is on weekly. It'll be on, it's Fight TV every Thursday at 7. And then on Sundays, I release it on our YouTube so that you can just go and check it out on the YouTube channel as well. Um, yeah. Excellent. Excellent. And obviously, you mentioned as well, like your roster um, and your women's champion Amber Rodriguez. Um, we're speaking to Amber on Tuesday. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, yeah I, I reached out a couple of days ago as well uh, when I reached out to you, and you both very graciously agreed to come on. So we have got Amber on on Tuesday. Yes, that's my girl. <laughs> uh, make sure you tell her really, really nice things about us. You know, <laughs> I will. I will. I will. Or she'll yes. say don't go on because they don't they barely talk about wrestling. They're just to argue for half an hour and <laughs> it's a waste of time. Well she doesn't live in New Orleans. She lives in Mobile, Alabama, so you won't have you won't be able oh, to I've, like I haven't been to Alabama, but she'll even tell you you're not missing anything. <laughs> I obviously as well, I know you mentioned about obviously you're very you know, you want to really push and promote the, the LBGTQ. Um, tell me a bit about Chokehold. I, I know you've been working with a company called Chokehold. Yes. Uh, it's, it's some, yeah, tell me about those those oh, guys. Chokehold is so amazing. So they came to us, so it really was just a bunch of drag queens that decided to have, because in the drag queen world, there's always like the lip sync battles and like the, the, the glam, like they have pageants and competitions. And so a couple of them were like, why don't we actually have like 
a battle. Like, yeah. and so they started, it was just a, an, an art, an art installation kind of thing. They were doing like one night, like random shows, like underground shows where like you would, you wouldn't find out about them until like a few hours before and it'd be like a secret location and you'd go to, and so they were building their own wrestling rings like from scratch every single time and just doing like, it's so funny because, you know, in wrestling, it's like, you know, a dance, but they were doing like a mimicked wrestling dance. So it was like fake wrestling, wrestling, (laughs) you know? And so eventually I know a bunch of the drag queens in, in New Orleans and in the, in the whole like cabaret world and stuff, I'm like intertwined into that. And so, and so I'm part of the LGBTQ community. I'm bisexual. So I make sure that I'm part of all those kind of things. And one of them, Hugo came to us and was like, you have a training school. We want to actually know how to wrestle so we yeah. can do these, you know, they, they wanted to go in fully. Like they were like, no, we want to. And they were like, I was like, well, what are you doing for a ring? They're like, we're building. And I was like, I was like, babe, you can use my ring. Like just use my ring. You know, that have something that's safe and sturdy and something that's not, you know, the ropes aren't going to snap or whatever. Like, use my ring. So we would transport the ring to their venue and stuff like that and set it all up for them. And a couple of our wrestlers actually have participated in the shows. And the training was so amazing for them. Like, they came in and started to learn actually how to do, like, proper bumps and rolls and flips. And it's just so amazing to have like an all drag wrestling show. It's it's the, and the costumes are fantastic, and some of like my really good friends are in it, and I'm just really happy that they were able to do this. And they even traveled to New York and did like a sold out show in New York with it. Like it's been wow. it's been all over. Like it's it's gotten a, a great name for itself. So yeah, Chokehold is is one of one of my shining moments whenever they post photos and my ring is there. I'm like, that's my ring. <laughs> Are you familiar with um, Darnell Mitchell from Uncanny Attractions? Yes. Yeah, we spoke to Darnell recently. He's such a cool guy. Um, yeah. Obviously, he, he does... Um, he's a obviously a huge advocate for LGBTQT uh, wrestling in general. And um, I know he put on a show recently which had a few drag queens on too. And he, he was saying how much fun it is. Like, oh, he yeah. said res- wrestling and drag queens go hand in hand together. Like, they do. 100%. <laughs> uh, one just requires more, like, hairspray and makeup. Yeah. Like, I, right. not even maybe, right. not even maybe makeup. It's one of those things of, like, I always joke around because, like, I've been in the burlesque world for so long as well. Like, that was one of the things I used to do. I was a burlesque performer for 10 years. And so, like, burlesque and drag and wrestling just literally all all showbiz like it all lines up it's all showbiz like it's all the same thing and people will be like oh well there's a difference i'm like mm. there isn't there, there isn't a, a difference i've oh. i've always said to people like it if you're a wrestling fan you are watching people in baby oil in tights uh for each other about and if you have a you know you, you can't not have a problem with that, but then have a problem with watching drag queens and stuff because it's essentially the same thing. It's yeah. theatrics dressing up. It's, theatrics, it's exactly. the That's same thing. Entertainment. <laughs> it's pure entertainment. If you don't like entertainment, something's wrong with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly it. Yeah. It's like you said, wrestling's meant to be fun and it's, you know, it's great. Everything you're doing is great. Everything that you're promoting is, is fantastic. Um, would uh, this might be a long shot, but would you ever? I mean, consider coming to the UK? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't even have to. Like, I am looking at my passport right now as we speak. I see it on my mantle. I am ready. It doesn't expire till twenty twenty five. So, say the word. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give it give it a while. Um, <laughs> I, I, we don't even want to be in the UK at the moment. Uh, oh, no, it's been, I've been, tra- so it's one of those things, but I've been flying, I've been traveling, but I have been, luckily the companies that I have been working for, they, they make you get a COVID test. They make you get rapid tests. You know, you have to make sure that you're on the up and up with all of that. 
And then also I only fly Southwest here in the States because they have still implemented the whole like no one can sit in the middle seat. They only sell half their tickets. So yeah. like it, it's been so like Southwest has been my my godsend for that because they're still keeping things distant and safe when it comes to that. So I've been I've been traveling for a few months now and, and knock on wood, I've been I've been successful in being covid free. And I still make sure I get tested very often and all that kind of stuff. Well, that's, well, I mean, that's good to same, hear. Fingers crossed. I know Callum being Mr. Negative. I always like I always like to be Mr. Positive. So um, <laughs> this potential this potentially a vaccine coming. We, we you know let's 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 look at the light at the end of the tunnel, guys. Yeah, right. It's I so I have a terrible terrible fear of needles. Okay. And as an adult. Like as a child, of course, I was forced to get all of the the vaccines and stuff. But if you're trying to give me, I don't even get a flu shot, okay? If you're trying to make me get a shot, I am I am almost 32 years old. If you make me try to get a shot, <laughs> I, I, we're gonna throw, I'm gonna well, throw hands. <laughs> I am with you there. I I've got tattoos, and I don't mind tattoos. That's fine no for, tattoos, for some reason. For some reason, I don't mind tattoo needles, but when it comes to taking my blood or injecting anything into me, nope. I hate it. Like it's, a, I'm just scared of needles for some reason. I, I'll, I'll probably take the vaccine if there is one, just because I'm more scared of COVID than needles. But at the same time, I won't enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, he will have the vaccine because I'm getting the vaccine. I work at the hospital as well, uh, Brittany, so I'm. I'm around it all at the moment, and I know there is a vaccine. There is a vaccine coming soon, and I will be getting the vaccine. So I will happily be the guinea pig for you guys. Thank all right. Thank you. What time you did something? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. This is this is what I have to put up with. This is what I have to put up with. The conditions <laughs> you work in. It's just it's just banter. It's horrible. When we're off camera, I'm the one who's getting bossed about by him. This is my time to shine when we're on the interviews. I can have like a little dig at him. I see off camera. I did see everything off camera, so I know. Yeah, you see. <laughs> well, the thing is, Brittany, when he's got a beard as big as mine, then he can talk back to me. All right. Jimmy, so. when when you're when you can grow past five foot four, I'll listen to you. <laughs> hey, I'm five four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am actually not five foot four. He, he always uses his beard as some kind of authority. Like, I've got a beard. I'm more of a man. It's like, all right, good for you. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I love him really, honestly. I, I love him to death. Aww. Yeah. And 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 for the record, I'm not five foot four, thank you very much. So. <laughs> he's, he's five four and a half, actually. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, obviously, before we wrap things up, and because we, we don't like to go on forever because we actually like to bring people back, so we would love you to come back. I will um, anytime. Maybe one day it'll be, like, in person. I can come to the UK. Yeah. <laughs> or in New Orleans. We, yeah. Was, I've, yes. I've, I've got to get there. I've got to get there. It's bucket list, right? It's... Well, I'm, WWE I'm, will most definitely have another WrestleMania here because they oh, make yeah. they make bank when yeah. they come here. Oh, yeah, I was here. Yeah. I was here for WrestleMania 30 and I, WrestleMania 34, and like so. There, the, once all this is over, back to being more safe, they they will definitely be back in New Orleans. Definitely. Yeah, well, I'm 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 36 years old. I'm not getting any younger. I, I need to I need to go to New Orleans exactly I need to go to New Orleans I really do. Uh, before you go as well, I mentioned Mania in New Orleans. Did you go to Mania thirty and, and thirty four? I did. I did. Yes. Right. Mania thirty. Most important question ever. Uh huh. Should, should the streak have ended? I when I was there in the building and when it happened, you could hear a pin drop. Yeah. It was, and I almost left out of just sheer, like, shock. Some people did leave. I watched people leave. Yeah, really? Yeah. And it was like, 
I would say like that was probably in the middle of the night or closer to the, but it wasn't like semi-main or main because main was Daniel Bryan and, and you know, uh, Batista yeah. and Orton. But like the streak happened, like the like Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar didn't happen at towards the end of the night. So like people missed a good chunk of it who left, but it was, it was shocking. I was mad. Uh, <laughs> I was just, yeah. so was I. <laughs> yeah. I was just shocked, but you know, things happen for a reason. Uh, you know, should it have been broken? Mm, probably not. But also, it was one of those things of, you know, everyone's going to have their opinion of who it should be broken by, mm. or if it shouldn't be broken at all. And after that happened, what the the following matches with the Undertaker that had happened? I think it was a good end because if it would have happened with like him and Goldberg or like any of that kind of stuff, like the things that like went awry, um, yeah. I think it would have, it would have tainted it even more. So mm. of course they didn't see any of that coming obviously, but I think it kind of serendipitous, serendipitously uh, happened for a reason. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, um, I, I mean, I wasn't there cause I've not been to New Orleans, obviously. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I this is how sad I am. I was watching it in bed, and it, it was maybe half past two, three o'clock in the morning here. Right. And I rang my dad because <laughs> I was that shocked. Because <laughs> my my dad's, my dad's a huge Undertaker fan as well, and oh, I, was, you know, I, I couldn't I couldn't wait for the morning to ring him. I, I was like, I'm ringing my dad. I won't tell you how that phone call went, but he wasn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> You know? Probably for multiple reasons, especially since yeah. it was almost yeah, 3 a.m. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't have a very happy dad at 3 o'clock in the morning, but I was like, the streak's ended. I'm like, I'm like old man, old man, the streak's ended. He's like, it's 3 o'clock in, it's three o'clock in the morning, you asshole. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, I didn't want it to end. And just for someone that was in the building as well, you were saying, like, it's nice to get someone's perspective who was in the building because mm. when you're watching it on TV, like you said, the arena just seemed like it went silent. It did. It really did. Like you could hear a pin drop. And the Superdome is a large venue mm. here in New Orleans. Like there were 75,000, 70 plus thousand. Like that's yeah. how much it fits. It was crowded. It was this. It was so crowded. And like here, on on the different aspect, when Daniel Bryan won, the yes mm. chance was definitely like that being a part of that was something that I won't forget either because everyone in the building was just chanting yes 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 and it was just yes. so fantastic to have that kind of energy yeah besides a saint a saints football game is usually the only other time you have that kind of energy in the superdome so <laughs> no it's, it's incredible i had to ask you cuz i know i had to ask someone that had been and, and experienced it and it's the, it's the one question that always bugs me because I don't think it should have ended. So I just, I'm never gonna get, I'm never gonna get over it. It's just one of those things I'll never get over. But. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. I, I don't mind. You know, I it's life, isn't it? You know, it's life. You both, you know, he's been to New Orleans. You live there. You've got a picture of yourself on your wall. It's just one of those things, isn't it? <laughs> it's life. Before we uh, we wrap up and let you go as well, um, please plug. Where have you gone, Jimmy? Yeah. <laughs> please, uh, <laughs> you can edit that. All right. Please uh, plug social medias, uh, merchandise, anything you want to plug, push. Please go for it. Yes. Uh, so you can find me everywhere on social medias: Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Is at Look It's Brittany. So L O O K I T S B R I T T A N I. And you can find Elevate Pro the same way. It's, everything is Elevate Pro. So E-L-E-V, the number eight, P-R-O, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And, of course, there's lookitsbritney.com and elevatepro.com. Uh, merchandise, uh, we have a Pro Wrestling Tees Elevate Pro does. So you can go to Pro Wrestling Tees slash Elevate Pro and get some of the new merchandise that we have. And I think they have, they have a, a Black Friday sale coming up next week starting on yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. So there's a Black yes. Friday sale, so you'll be able to get some merchandise on the cheap. And also, I have new 8x10s 
yes. I have new 8x10s and new shirts and, or some shirts left that I'm selling currently on my website and little lapel pins and whatnot and all of that fun stuff. So you can get all of that for, I guess, Christmas, whatever. You know, give it to somebody. <laughs> you know, buy it for yourself. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Why not? And Elevate Pro merchandise. And, well, yeah, that's, that's it. Well, what we should do, Callum, we should, we should both get an 8 by 10 So next time Brittany comes on, we've all got a picture of her in, on yeah. the wall. <laughs> I'm going to replace this with just a picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you guys have to send me pictures of you so I can put you guys. You, uh, we'll you've, got you've got steel. You've got That's fine. We'll even, we'll even sign them for you. We will. But, oh, uh, thanks. I didn't sign this one for me. I feel cheated. Yeah, how come you couldn't get yourself to sign it? You know, I, she, I was busy. <laughs> I wonder how many selfies you've taken with that photo as well, just out of curiosity. You know, just. <laughs> I mean, by accident, probably a lot. Because <laughs> this is my, this is the corner of of my bedroom, uh, <laughs> that is like my little like business office corner so i have like all of my wrestling memorabilia and my books and all that kind of stuff so like by accident i probably nine times out of ten take a picture with myself <laughs> i mean I, i've got i'll show you i've got uh, mine's nowhere near as cool as yours let me turn the player effect off um i've got a little like wrestling corner but i don't have a picture of myself like this could actually oh. be this could actually be a backdrop for what I do. That's amazing. It's it's all right. I mean, <laughs> it's all right. It it uh, there's nowhere to put my laptop for it to like. Uh, You're missing a picture of Jamie though. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I am, aren't I? Yeah, I, it, he won't give me one. He he won't definitely won't sign it. I mean, it's. <laughs> I'll sign it, but it'll cost you. I'll take it out, you pay. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you've got lovely sepsy. I'm, I'm, I have nothing. The, the coolest thing I've got is I've got a Dave Grohl cushion. I mean, that's it. So, <laughs> you know, that's. Uh... Oh. God. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> there's the. Uh... I'm there's, definitely there's... coming back on this podcast. This is, this is the best. Oh. <laughs> no one ever says that. <laughs> there, there's, the there's the scoop. There's the scoop, right? I've, I've given you an exclusive, right? When I go to bed, I go to bed with Dave Grohl, right? Like, there we go. There's the scoop. I'm going to cry. God. It's the small things. It's the small things. It is the little things in life that is. I'm I'm slightly jealous. The like. Come on. Dave Grohl. <laughs> Dave Grohl is a cool man. Come on. I, I can't compete with that, Jamie. You, that's that's better. <laughs> lost, lost for words. Yeah. That's yeah. Literally, I say, I, I, my, I go to bed. I have Dave Grohl and I have a cat, and that's the two things that are on the bed with me. So. Yeah, I I'm a. Have I just have two cats. That's it. That's all I got. Yeah, yeah. you're very lucky actually because my cat normally makes an appearance, but I'm. Where is she? No. Yeah. Mine are being very good right now. Yeah, usually they like to jump in on my interviews too, but I think they're sleeping because it's day. It's daytime here, so they're not awake. So they're they're sleeping. So. Yeah, my mine's around somewhere. <laughs> what cats do you have? I have two black cats. Oh, so. are you sure they're asleep? Yeah, they're. Are you sure they're asleep? Yes, Mystique, Mystique and Nefertiti are both, uh, both asleep. So definitely a cat person, and um, they're awesome names. Well, like, thank you. Can we thank see you next oh, time. No, no, no. I'll tell you how much of a cat person he is. He uses my cat as his own cat for likes and follows on Twitter. That's what he does. Everybody says on Twitter, "Oh, your cat's so so cool, so cute," and then he has to comment saying it's my cat. And when he says it's my cat, no one believes him. They think it's right. mine. Well, and on top of that, that just sounds like you're in like a, a, a an argument, like as a couple. Like, no, that's my cat. Yeah, it does. It's not your cat. 
<laughs> yeah, I can understand why people would think we're a couple. We do argue like a couple. Um, so, yeah, that makes sense. But she is my cat. She is my cat. She is. Sorry. She, she yeah. Does, she does love me more, Jamie. I'm sorry, but she does. Yeah, okay. You're just... A... <laughs> all, you, all you are is another person to feed her. That's all you are. <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> Okay, uh, but if that helps you sleep at night, Jamie. I was going to say, if that's what you have to tell yeah. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, cool cat names, by the way, uh, Brittany. Cool cat names. I, I love those names. Um, mine's, mine's called Opie because I'm a huge Sons of Anarchy fan. And when I got her, I thought she was a boy, so I called her Opie. Turns out she's a girl, but I thought, Do you know what? Opie's still a cool name. So. Yeah, she's a good name. Yeah. That's a great name for Colin's cat. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. On that bombshell. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You two can do the next one on your own. I'm done. I, I'm, I'm, I'm quitting. I'm done. I'm retiring. Too old. I'm too old for this shit. Um, <laughs> that's it. I'm but no, honestly, Brittany, thank you so much. This has been one of the most fun interviews we've ever done. Um, we always love it when it's just easy to get along with someone and just someone who puts up with us chatting shit, basically. And it's yep. been uh, an absolute pleasure. Anytime. anytime, I'm, I'm, anytime I'm free. You know, I'm. We're only, we're only a six-hour difference. Yeah. Well, exactly. Exactly. We'll, uh, we will, we'll definitely, we'll reach back out to you. We'll get you back on. We'll do another, do another episode, do another interview. We'll make it a regular thing because you are cool, and we, we have had so much fun. And obviously. We're going to hold you to the New Orleans trip as well. We are going to come and drink some whiskey with you as well. Yes. That's, uh, that's a definite. I've got my passport out ready to go, so let's do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's just reminding me. My passport's expired, so I've got to sort that out. I? Actually, oh, that is a good done. point. I've, no, I've got two years left. I'm all right. For now. Right. So, so Brittany, Callum's coming to New Orleans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just send me a postcard. <laughs> I'll do that. No worries. But no, Brittany, he will as well. He'll go and do that. He'll, he'll go deliberately and just send me a postcard. I'll bring you some beads back for yourself, you know, some of these. Um, I'll bring you some beads. I'll send you a postcard. And I'll... I'll send you a yeah. picture. I'll, I'll send you an 8 by 10 Yeah, there you go. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Nothing to complain about now. Oh, yeah, you you can stick your beads in your postcard. I'll just have Britney's eight by ten. Right? <laughs> Get that. <laughs> yeah, Britney, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure, and we will definitely do this again. Um, we we are insiders. Thank you very much. <laughs>